0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, September 24th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, securing a top-level professional soccer franchise could also have St. Louis following an economic development trend, sports stadium districts as economic development tools like Wrigleyville and Chicago.
1: The Cubs are profiting from that ancillary development. So when people are going to that hotel across the street from the stadium now or spending money at the bar and lounge, part of that money is going back to the Cubs.
0: We speak with Washington University Sports Business Program Director Patrick Risch about the trend of stadium clusters. First the news. The St. Louis and St. Louis County election boards have certified signatures for what's known as the board of freeholders. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports those responsible for appointing most of the members of that board have different takes on when they have to act.
1: Now that the necessary signatures are certified, St. Louis Mayor Lida Cruson and St. Louis County Executive Sam Page must appoint 18 of the 19 members to the board of Freeholders that body could present a city-county merger plan to local voters. Cruson says the Missouri Constitution requires her picks to be appointed and confirmed by the Board of Aldermen within 10 days. Page contends the Constitution gives him and the county council more time. The Constitution says that I have 10 days to appoint. It says that my appointments have to be confirmed. Uh, I don't see those two linked, but in, again, that's a, if that doesn't happen within 10 days, then that'll be a question for the courts to answer. Governor Mike Parson will appoint the final member to the board. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: And Mayor Crewson has made her Board of Freeholders selections. We have a list of those nominees at stlpublicradio.org. Missouri's lieutenant governor is running to keep his seat. Mike Kehoe announced his election plans yesterday in Jefferson City. The Republican is seeking his first elected term for the lieutenant governor job. He was appointed to the position by Governor Mike Parson shortly after Parson moved into the state's top elected office following the resignation of former Governor Eric Greitens. Parson is also seeking a full term in the governor's office. The co-founder of the Luminary Art Gallery in St. Louis is leaving the organization. We have more on that from St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin.
1: Bree Youngblood co-founded the Cherokee Street Gallery in 2007 with her then-husband James McAnally. The two have run it as co-caretakers since then. The organization moved into its location in spring 2013 and bought the building later that year. The gallery completed a $500,000 capital campaign and expansion earlier this year. Youngblood says she hopes she's contributed to the revitalization of the neighborhood. Cherokee has really grown up. It's grown up a lot, and I've grown up with it. The luminary has grown, and I've grown up with it. Both with the luminary and the neighborhood that I'm in, I think I've helped shape and been shaped by both of them. Youngblood will leave at the end of the
0: year. McAnally will stay on as executive director. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Tell a friend about this podcast. It helps us get the word out. Also, you can let people know how much you may enjoy this effort by writing a review wherever you get your podcasts. The new professional soccer stadium in St. Louis is expected to be built in downtown West. That's close to Union Station, Enterprise Center, and Bush Stadium. I spoke with Washington University Sports Business Program Director Patrick Risch, who says there are a couple of key reasons why many cities are creating such sports and entertainment districts to possibly spur economic development.
1: Number one, if you put the buildings in the center of the city, you're going to hopefully stimulate additional development. A lot of cities in the last 20 years have decided that they want to redevelop their core. I think the second thing, just practically speaking, is that If the facilities are located downtown, you are more central to all of your local suburban areas, and therefore people living north, south, east, and west of downtown, it's now equally easy for them to get to ball games and hockey games and basketball
0: games and so on and so forth. Is there one city in your mind that seems to really have gotten this right? I think if you look at the last 20 years, probably
1: Indianapolis has done the best job of Building these facilities, building up their downtown community overall, in part around their stadiums. Downtown Indianapolis did have the advantage of really not being much of a downtown 20 plus years ago. But by building the facilities they built, where they built them, building hotels and amenities, restaurants, shopping that people could do all in one place, I think you have to say and look back at history and say they got it right.
0: And that's the strategy behind Ballpark Village here in St. Louis?
1: There's no question that Ballpark Village is a great entertainment amenity, and now you've got an expansion of that where there's commercial, residential. This is not new. In Milwaukee, in Chicago, the two facilities there, Wrigley Field, the Cubs are profiting from that ancillary development. So when people are going to that hotel across the street from the stadium now or spending money at the bar and lounge, part of that money is going back to the Cubs. In Milwaukee, they're in the second year of Fiserv Forum. A lot of the real estate just outside the facility, that is owned by the Bucks. And the reason why is they want to take advantage of the ability to generate additional revenues to help subsidize the operation of the team. If you create these entertainment districts, cities and communities themselves figure, well, if we have a district where there are facilities where people are milling about 100, 150, 200 days a year, then we can try to capture some additional uh, revenue generation for the city in terms of tax dollars if other businesses now have the confidence to set up shop thinking that they'll be able to capture some of that overflow consumer spending.
0: When you see how it's going to possibly lay out in St. Louis when the MLS stadium gets built. Is there anything in your research that could be a trap to look out for? Are you going to have displacement? And what that means is when Ballpark
1: Village went up, I have not done a formal study, but as someone that has been around downtown St. Louis and and walking downtown and biking downtown and seeing this area, there's no question that Washington Avenue, for example, which is several blocks away from Ballpark Village, They have not seen as much economic activity since Ballpark Village went up. People simply substitute where they're spending money. And that is the concern when they build the new soccer stadium. And if there's any entertainment district associated with that, and as Union Station expands and takes advantage of their new aquarium and other things that they're going to try to do, again, is that going to attract a net increase in money spent downtown? Is there enough wealth and discretionary income in this region that it just increases the level of spending? Or does that siphon even more money away from money that was otherwise being spent at along Washington Avenue? And that's a real interesting question.
0: That's Washington University Sports Business Program Director Patrick Risch talking about the potential economic development possibilities through sports stadium clusters. My thanks to Maria Altman for editing that report. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Find me on Twitter, at Wayne Radio, where yesterday I had a couple of tweets highlighting Bruce Springsteen's 70th birthday. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway.